everyone, and welcome to episode 97 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. Thank you for listening, and if it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-host. My name is Craig. Uh, by the time this is up, happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Yep, I hope you all got to enjoy either spending time with your loved ones or getting to do whatever you wanted for the day, because it's no different for simple people like <laughs> Or me. hiding in a corner crying. If that's hey, your thing, too. Hopefully this podcast makes <laughs> makes you feel better. I guess that's that's what we're trying to get here. If it, if you're alone and you're listening to this, hopefully it's not the worst part of your day. We'll be your Valentines. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> we can make it work. Yeah. We can. What, what did you get yourself for Valentine's Day this year, Barry? Um, I didn't do much. I really didn't get myself much of anything. Uh, okay. I think I bought myself like a piece of cheesecake. All right. I, would, I think I was pretty good. No but special like, dinner or anything? No. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to say, like, hanging out with, like, friends and everything for the Super Bowl yesterday right. uh, Yesterday on the 13th was probably just, like, a nice big party day. And, yesterday, and today is the kind of cool-down day for me. I will tell you this. What I did for myself for Valentine's Day this year, and, yes, I did do this for myself, is I went to Target this weekend. And just so happened to walk by and see a nice little stack of Xbox refrigerators. So I am the proud owner of an Xbox refrigerator. Now, finally, six, seven, eight, I don't even know how many months later, but I got one. Yeah, you don't hear much about them like being mm-hmm. resold or people buying them. So I guess like the resellers are just like, yeah, like it's not. I think they it. gave up. Yeah. yeah. If only they'd give up on the next gen consoles. But. Maybe that's next. Yeah. It'll still be a while for that. But what you don't have to wait a while for is for the new segment of our podcast. Smooth. I try. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, there's a bunch to go over. We'll probably leave like the Nintendo Direct stuff to last. So we are recording, of course, on Valentine's Day, the 14th. And the embargo has lifted off of Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, Right now, at the time of recording, is reviewing very well with an 89 on Metacritic. And... Every review I've read, like probably about eleven or twelve already. <laughs> Me too. Has, um, is just saying that it's pretty much better than the predecessor in almost every way, and like with the mixed ones on Metacritic, like some of them aren't even in English. So <laughs> I have, I I I don't know. I t- I tend to take those with a grain of salt, but you know there there are a lot of places saying that it's a kind of ten out of ten game. But with most major ones in America, like for um, Game Informer, it's like a 9.25. IGN is a 9. You know, there's it's getting 9s and 10s across the board. What uh, did you say the, the Metacritic was? I'm just looking up the other, the old one. 89. Okay. Uh, and that's based on 100 critic reviews already. So okay. they so had this game out early. 89. Horizon Zero Dawn is also at an 89. So look at so, that. So yeah, I was just wondering which one rated better, but I guess user score on Zero Dawn was 8.4. So it sounds like they're about both reviewed very, very well, which is good. Yeah, like I'm I'm this just confirms like how excited I am for it. I do have mm-hmm. to say, like. I I ha- I had to watch the video reviews so that I had impressions for our podcast here, and it's like the cutscene and gameplays and stuff like this game looks like the next gen game that I like that me personally have been waiting to see like this looks like that next gen portion of gaming that we're kind of waiting to see what these consoles can do and this might be one of the first iterations to show what it can do uh, yeah it, it, as impressive as halo is i don't think it's necessarily this visually stunning masterpiece whereas uh a aloy's journey here does look like the the, the visually stunning piece we're looking you're looking forward to that's true it does look Fantastic. I did watch uh, I watched multiple recaps of the original since I didn't actually beat it. I watched like a five minute version explaining everything. And then I watched like a 20 minute one. So yeah, I think the 20 all, minute one's worth it. Yeah, I think I'm all caught up. Um, I'm excited to give this one a try and see if this one sticks better than the original did. Um, but yeah, I think it looks phenomenal from the review videos, at least. I'm excited to play it on Friday. Yeah, one thing I will say is it does seem that the game is fairly long. Mm-hmm. Uh, many reviewers saying they put about 50 hours into the game with Ugh. like some side story done and main campaign done, and they're only about 50% done the game even after the main campaign. 
So there's definitely, it looks like a lot of it, but the IGN review was going over how it's a lot like The Witcher, where the side quests kind of feel rewarding and are nice and uh, like reward you for doing them with good items. So I'm just hoping that's the case with this. If that's the case, I am very excited for what this game is uh, probably going to show off. Now, you do you have time in between this and the next game to put in 60 hours? No, I didn't think so. <laughs> so will no. you finish this? Uh, I, I definitely will finish it. That's for okay. sure. But the one thing that I have to say is and one person I respect on uh, games is like Dan Reichert mm-hmm. on Twitter. And he's saying how like this Horizon game, like the first couple hours is just this meh. Like, okay. it's just there. So I'm kind of hoping I don't run into the same issue like with Horizon, where the beginning was so hard for me to get through yeah. that the story ended up getting bogged down. Because that's like that's the problem with The Witcher is The Witcher, you know, sets you on like your first grand quest to complete it. And then the entire world opens up to you. And if you're the type of person to talk to everybody or try to go to every icon, you're not going to get anywhere into the story because you're too busy doing 700 different things. Yeah, and I'll talk about it a little bit later when we get to games play because I put a lot more time into Dying Light, but I'm looking at you, Dying Light, for being guilty of that. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Also, going off of games that look next-gen, I know we tend to have, like, kind of our rants, right? Every once in a while, we'll go on a rant. And yeah. I figured, like, I don't remember the last time I didn't do a rant but did, like, a praise of a game. So I want to give a praise. Let me preface that on. We've gotten a ton of information on WWE 2K22 coming out next month. Yeah. And as from all from what we've seen, and there has been a lot in the past couple of weeks, um, it looks a lot better than what we dealt with in 2K20. Um, but I did want to kind of throw it out there that 2K, I think, is one of the companies that I look at the most for being guilty of phoning it in, especially with NBA every year. Um, so I've appreciated that I've been keeping up with all these videos they are coming out like every single day and almost every single issue that people have brought up from WWE 2K20. That was a problem they've addressed in videos and said that they fixed and they've shown how they fixed it. I'm not going to like say this game's going to be amazing until I actually play it. But I do want to like give them props for listening for once and taking the time to improve the game. Not only does it look like a true next-gen game, um, if you watch any of the videos, you'll see that. They changed the gameplay for the better. They put back modes that people have been wanting. And it just looks like a fun game to play. I was on the fence. I probably would have bought it even if it looked terrible. But now I'm like... This is one of the games that I'm probably most excited for this year now, just because of how good it looks and how much they put into it. So it's a little under a month away, um, but yeah, I'm super pumped and I wanted to give them props for once instead of always tearing 2K down, which I tend to do. (laughs) Well, that's that's good. Like, I'm definitely not as psyched for WWE, but with I think if you're a person who's connected to like the gaming new stuff, like you listen to our podcast and everything or listen to other podcasts. You kind of know that the WWE franchise has been under fire for a long time here. So I'm just excited for the game and the fact that this is, this could be WWE's big return yep. to games. Because even if you didn't like wrestling, those games have always been fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they used to be fun, I should say. So, you know, take uh, I, I am I'm kind of like you. I'm taking everything with a grain of salt. It's going to I'm hoping that it's going to be good until proven otherwise. But uh, you know, we just have to hope that those issues that are fixed and that, you know, the stuff that they're not just showing these issues because they're covering up the other issues you don't know about yet. <laughs> yeah, that could still happen. It could still be a bad game when it comes out. But I have appreciated them being so transparent with everything so far. Um, they've done a good job so far. Yeah, it's better than withholding information. I agree with you there. Yep. And speaking of upcoming games, we are told that the next COD game or Call of Duty game is going to be the sequel to Modern Warfare. I did not see a title or anything, but I am very excited. I thought the Modern Warfare like story mode was fantastic. So I really think this has a really good opportunity to build on that story mode. And 
like and kind of like with Vanguard, it kind of went back to like previous Call of Duty multiplayers where like Vanguard multiplayer is actually fun. And with that, I'm hoping Modern Warfare's multiplayer is also still fun. On top of that, too, they've also announced that they're going to be redoing and redesigning like a Warzone 2 update to it. So I think you're going to. I don't know how they're all going to get this done, like because <laughs> yeah. I think it's a big undertaking for this team. But this is the team that has the most prevalent Call of Duty in a while with Modern Warfare uh, kind of redoing, reimagining. And then on top of that, they're going to take a hold of the Warzone 2 reimagining. And we just have to hope that this stuff, like uh, everything that they're doing is for the better and brings just new life into the game. Because, like, for, for Warzone, it's just constant cheaters. It seems like yep. no matter what they do, they can't seem to get ahead of this cheating stuff. So uh, maybe maybe this team is working with, with anti-cheat software developers and are going to start it from the ground up, so that way this isn't something that has to be patched in later or something like that. Like, they're going to start off with a strong security system rather than slowly building yeah, um, I'm gonna be interested to see what they call it. Do you call it Modern Warfare Two and then put a two after it? Like you already have a Modern Warfare Two out there, you know. You also had a Modern Warfare, so I can see them just calling it Modern Warfare Two. Um, the Warzone Two thing uh, piques my interest a little bit. I actually downloaded Warzone like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, because <laughs> so I was like, oh, I should try this again. I played two matches and I uninstalled it again. Yeah, um, yeah. it was it's terrible, but uh, yeah, I mean, I could use a new Warzone. I think originally there was rumors going around that it was going to be next gen only, but I think that's gone. I think it is going to be on both. But I mean, I think a fresh start is what they need at this point. Start over, go with something a little bit different, figure out a way to make the anti cheat work. And I mean, mi millions of people are going to be playing this when it comes out for sure. A new Warzone, everybody's going to be there, including me. At least for a little bit. Yeah, I'll definitely end up giving it a shot too. And I do know the previous rumor when it come to, came to the game was that it was going to be Modern Warfare Cartel. That'd be so, cool. Um, it'd definitely be like a different sort of uh, a different direction they take the story because usually it's about like government conspiracy or like you're a secret team. This would be more like the war on drugs and stuff, which is definitely like a different direction to take it. But, hmm. um, if they're just following all the leads and everything like that, like you're going to see your character, your, you know, like from my brother's favorite character is Soap McTavish. You'll probably get to see him, yeah. Ghost, Captain Price, like all of those characters that still to this day hold like high, uh, are held in high regard for Call of Duty. You might actually get to see them back again. So, Yeah, that'd be very cool. I'm excited. I mean, Vanguard, I, I enjoyed for a decent amount of time. Um, I think I played the multiplayer enough to prestige once, so at least a couple of weeks. I haven't played mm -hmm. it since, but I had a fun time with it. But yeah, another Modern Warfare, I'm in day one for sure. Yeah. Um. So other new games, we have a mysterious countdown going on from Capcom right now, uh, counting down to next week. No information other than I wanted to say, what is your guess, Barry? What is it? DLC for Resident Evil Village. <laughs> You know, I thought that too, and I was like, man, if that's what it is, I'm going to be so disappointed. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb, Resident Evil 4 Remaster. Okay. I, I do think if it's not DLC, like if we're thinking of something uh, like bigger, mm -hmm. you know, there have been a lot of rumors already that Sony's been looking to buy Capcom. Yeah. So what if it's like an announcement for like a new Capcom game along with the announcement of, you know, we're now owned by Sony or something like that. So I could see that. It's definitely not a new Resident Evil because they haven't put out the DLC, like you said, and they did say DLC was coming. Um, I just don't know what else Capcom has. I'm trying maybe to go more, through. Maybe, uh, no, no, it's not. Do they own Sega or is Sega something different? Sega something different. Um, okay, I was going to stay with like Sonic and whatnot. Maybe, yeah. uh, I would say, uh, Capcom, maybe a new fighting game? Yeah, I could see that. Capcom versus Marvel again? I know we haven't gotten one of those in a while. I'd be down for that. I was just trying to rack my brain for what other Capcom games I would want. 
But yeah. I feel like it has to be Resident Evil of some sort. But maybe yeah. not. I mean, we'll find out next week. It's like five days away, five and a half days or something from the time we're recording. So we'll find out. Exactly. Uh, next up for me is going to be and on the by the time you get this, this could already be out. But there are rumors that the Cyberpunk 2077 update for next gen could just be surprise dropping tomorrow with people having leaked screenshots of the Cyberpunk logo saying the X and S optimized. So we'll have to see. But that is definitely some good news for people who have been waiting for this to then play Cyberpunk. Um to have Cyberpunk finally take advantage of what the next-gen consoles are going to be offering could mean a lot of good things for, like, Cyberpunk in general. Who knows if it ends up being in a playable state and being that much better, it may end up bringing, like, a second wave about for Cyberpunk. Yeah. I still have my disc. You still have your disc, right? Yep, I definitely do. If this drops tomorrow, are you going to install it? That's a lot of that's a lot of to install, to be fair. Uh, I will I will not. <laughs> I'd have no reason to go back to that game ever. But if I, if some, by some miracle you have curious, not played though. it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if you haven't played it at this point and it does come out, then sure, you should probably check it out because I again, I don't think it's a bad game. Um, But I don't have any reason to play through it again. It's like asking me to play through GTA five again. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, in other news, Mario wins as Bowser goes to jail for 40 months, as in Gary Bowser, um, sentenced to 40 months in jail for hacking the Nintendo Switch and selling it online, I believe. Is that where he was selling it? Mm -hmm. Um, I think they missed golden opportunities for some of these headlines here. But that being said, 40 months in jail is what he was sentenced to. You think that's too much or you think that's fair? I think it's too much. Yeah, me too. But I think, <laughs> I don't know, like, that's that's going to be the thing with, like, this legal stuff is, mm -hmm. you know, so, something like that. I, I You know, maybe he should have paid a fine for and maybe stopped. I think he did already, kind of didn't he? Yeah, I didn't think you? he did. But, like, okay. 40 months in jail for that, like, yeah. I don't know. We've You've killers that I think have less time in, in yeah. prison for this. So, it's, no, it's, no, I I'm, just think it's Nintendo, like, flexing their muscles again with their lawyers like they always do. Yeah, but yeah, they have to realize, too, that like when people are reading this headline and if you're a gamer, you know, when you mentioned Bowser, the first thing people are thinking of, wait, like the Nintendo representative for USA, <laughs> right. for, the, for the United States of America went to jail. And no, that's not the case. <laughs> no relation. Definitely. Like it definitely could confuse people for sure. And then people are going to be like, oh, Nintendo's in turmoil. And then all this other stuff that really isn't happening. Yeah, true. I don't know. I just feel like it's a little too much um as far as i know they already made him pay a fine i think it was pretty hefty um so i think that should be it but it does kind of seem like they're trying to set a message send it out there about um hacking any type of console that they want to be yeah. like you know think twice before you do something like this again yeah uh last bit of news before the nintendo direct for me is that lost ark is becoming one of the most popular games played on steam and it has already broken the record of concurrent players playing with over 500,000, which is good. This is an Amazon game, might I remind people, who and they have not had a good rack, uh, track record since. And they're adding more servers, uh, which has been like the number one complaint so far. I do know that Lost Ark is also getting review bombed now that I remember. Uh, I'm just trying to see if I can get the... Um... Yeah, it is sitting at an 81 on Metacritic with a... Yeah, the review bombs are hard here at a user scores of 4.1. Oof. Uh, so we have to see, but like critics like it at an at a 81, and I know a lot of people are right now playing this game. Uh, I do have to admit, I am I kind of want to try it just because it... Like their previous New World... It was it like it isn't my type of MMO part thing uh, type thing, but Lost Ark is like the fantasy world type thing with swords and, you know, right. classes, almost like a Final Fantasy type thing. So, you know, a part of me does want to try it and maybe will. It's just uh, too bad that it's getting review bombed with 58. And a lot of this stuff just seems to be uh, people who are just angry about the game. 
Is it weird that I've never heard of this game? I was just looking at it. I don't ever remember hearing about it. Uh, I didn't hear about it until I saw people tweeting about it on release uh, date. Okay. Uh, employees from Game Informer were saying stuff about it, especially Game Informer is what I saw the most about. So, okay. Uh, I am interested, that's for sure. And, I, you know, it's always hard to gauge this type of thing, but I think we, I think on top of, like, Final Fantasy fourteen not having enough room for players in their server, those people are looking for something to play because those servers aren't emptying out because everybody's playing the new expansion. Right. So... I think this game is also uh, very, I guess, lucky or is benefiting from uh, unfortunate events from Square Enix's side of things. Fair. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe in the near future when my PC finally shows up, maybe I give it a shot. See yeah, if maybe. I could get into an MMO finally. But my track record with them is not very good as far as sticking on them. So we'll see. But it looks cool from what I've seen so far. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I am out of news besides the Nintendo Direct. All right, so then we're going to go ahead and talk about the Nintendo Direct. And uh-huh. before we get into like all of the announcements, what excited you the most? I'm going to call it the wrong name on purpose. Wii Sports. Oh, the <laughs> Switch, Wii Sports, really? Switch Sports, yes. <laughs> um, it's so stupid that I got so excited for that, but I feel like we've all been asking for that ever since the Switch came out. Um Literally, if they would have just shown me bowling, I would have been like, cool, take my money. Also, I've noticed that it's like $40, which is probably the perfect price point for it, unless you want to get the one with the strap. I think that one's 60 or 50. Uh, But out of all of them, that's the one that caught my attention the most. How about you? Yeah, I'm going to completely agree with you there. Uh, For most part, for the most part, I actually still think I'm most excited about Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Okay. Uh. It's been a while since a Kirby game has kind of intrigued me, but this game just seems to be so completely like out of the main line of Kirby stuff that I'm I'm kind of excited to see what it is and finally play it, especially. So I, I think right now Kirby and the Forgotten Land is like the game I was most excited for because I was afraid that they weren't innovating in any way. But this whole mouthful mode thing tends yeah. to like, you know, add a new sort of wrinkle into the whole puzzle mechanics for Kirby in the Forgotten Land. So I, I still think that's my favorite one, but let's go ahead and get into most of the announcements here. Okay. And I'm surprised you didn't say Fire Emblem. So Fire, uh, don't worry, I am excited about Fire Emblem, but one, and I guess because you said it, I'll talk about it. Sure. The one thing about it is I'm excited for a new traditional Fire Emblem game. Uh, this is a Fire Emblem Warriors game, which is based right. off the Dynasty Warriors franchise. Yes, I'm going to see more of like the characters that I spent hundreds of hours in with uh, three uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. And now it's this new game where it's it is apparent. It's like a different story in the same universe. So instead of all three of instead of all three houses going to war, sorry, spoiler, um, <laughs> they. Uh, it seems like they're all going to team up. And it seems like Byleth is the one with a bunch of character issues right now with how he's fighting and everything like that. I I am excited for it, but it is another Warriors game where it was something where I was hoping for just a brand new... I was really hoping for a remaster of the older stuff because the older stuff is what's really hard to get for Fire Emblem fans who really want to try out the old games. That's fair. I mean, yeah, I guess it is... The overall theme of this Nintendo Direct is why make new games so we can just keep giving you stuff for old games. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I think I think I think you're right about that. Yeah. And like even with that, you know, the ending announcement for them was the Xenoblade Chronicles 3, yep. which another JRPG that's going to be extremely long on Switch. And the title's confusing because uh Chronicles 3 takes place in between one and two telling you why two's world is the way it is uh i'm xenoblade chronicles two and one were kind of hard for me to get into i know i'm going to i know like this game is going to probably bore me much like the other ones but i'm still gonna give it a shot i hate to say it but i'm still am yeah because i because i like the jrpg series and who knows maybe it catches me in a way i i didn't expect i kind of already know what it's gonna do (laughs) true um yeah, I mean, I 
I don't think I've played more than like an hour of any of the Xenoblade Chronicles at all. Yeah. I always have good intentions to get into them, but I, for whatever reason, just bounce off them super quick. Um, I do want to talk about, though, the other one that really caught my attention was Mario Strikers. Yeah. So Mar- pumped. <laughs> yeah, Give Mario's- me all of it. Yeah, like Mario Strikers, I am I am excited for. It's another new sports game from Mario, and it seems like they've really like noticed. Okay, okay, like people like these Mario games. You know, we first got tennis, now we got golf, and now we're gonna get soccer, which mm-hmm. is really smart on their part because the Qatar World Cup is this year, I believe. Mm-hmm. So we uh, people are gonna have their chance at more soccer, and <laughs> people, <laughs> uh. To have this game tie in around the World Cup time is really smart for Nintendo. And it's it's always been a fun super arcadey like soccer game where like it's brutal moves and stuff. It does seem like it's trying to change up a little bit to where it's not just like you play as the one character and you get like three toads on your side. It's now like more customizable and you get different equipment that changes how you play. So there's going to be a lot of customizability for it. I just hope that the game does try to innovate something and give us something different. Whereas Super Mario, uh, like with the tennis game, it was really like laid down and didn't really take any risks or didn't do anything special to where, I, I don't know, I have a feeling that the Mario Strikers game is just going to be a very safe Mario Strikers game. Yeah, and we have the track record of golf and i think tennis right they came out and then they promised that stuff would be added later instead of making sure it was all there at launch i would assume we'll probably get something along that lines for mario strikers as well unfortunately yeah, I think so too. but i mean i have always enjoyed mario strikers so i am on board with getting another version of that even if we don't get a new version of mario kart i think that's fine yeah and well speaking of new versions <laughs> of mario kart Yep. You, uh, you know, talking about DLC now is they've announced the DLC pass pretty much for the new Mario Kart series that is going to provide us with new tracks until March 2023. Crazy. And that is insane with like all of the passes and stuff. Of course, might I remind you that these are all remastered tracks. Um, There's been a lot of rumors about a new Super Mario Kart, and I think Nintendo has tried to quell it with this. So mm-hmm. you're going to get new tracks. Doesn't look like any new characters, as far as I could tell from the uh, from the trailer. But if you already pay for the expanded pass of the Nintendo Switch Online, this DLC is free for you. So anybody that's on my party plan, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I still plan. don't. I still don't have that. And that was this is the first time I was like, oh, that could make it kind of worth it to get all the Mario Kart tracks. But then I also thought the last time I played Mario Kart was probably a year ago or more. Yeah. So I don't know if it's worth it or not. Um, it is a good incentive, though, to try to get you to pay the $50 a year. But it's like, what, 40 some tracks, 48? Is that what they said? Yeah. Yep. It's a lot of tracks. Yeah, I just feel like now it, it's it does. And talking about like disappointments for the uh, for the Nintendo Direct. It's just like people were excited to get like, okay, hopefully we're getting something new with Mario Kart. But instead, they're just kind of building up to, okay, like they know that Mario Kart 8 was pretty much a masterpiece in the kart front. So instead of trying to do a new kart game, they're just going to release old tracks and keep it on this instead of maybe doing like a, I don't know, a double dash sort of thing. Not that it needs a double dash remaster or a double dash re or um, a double dash like continuation but it just seems like nintendo knows that okay let's just maybe they're having trouble creating a new mario kart game or it's just so early in development that they don't have anything for it so i feel like at this point they have have to have almost every single track now right if they're adding Uh, 48 like there i know there's a lot of tracks out there but that's a ton of tracks in one game to steal yeah, from I, old games. I forget how many like Nintendo Mario Kart games there are. Like yeah. there are still tracks for them to remaster. <laughs> and they'll get them all, I'm sure. Yeah, we're getting that uh like a ch- like the Choco Chocolate Volcano thing. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite maps on the N64. So, I'm excited to I'm excited to jump back into it and 
this will have people playing Mario Kart again. Yeah, that true. Got no issues with that. True. I didn't really. I was trying to. I was kind of go through there and see if there was anything else that jumped out at me. Um, Chrono Cross coming to Switch is cool. That was one of my favorite games as a kid. Um, I'll probably pick that up. Uh, I'm intrigued by Disney Speedstorm. Yeah. Also a kart racer, but that's going to be free to play, which means they're probably going to want a ton of money. Yeah. Um, but those are really the only only other ones that caught my attention. Yeah, like what like when when we're talking about games here, I do know a surprising amount of people are happy about uh Kelowna. Okay. Or, yeah. Yep. Or Kelowna, the a platformer uh getting a revival. It seems like I'm going to try it out because like people ra- I I saw a lot of people raving on Twitter about mm-hmm. how this platformer like affected a lot of people's childhoods. It was good. So I'm I'm probably going to play that. And like one thing I did want to mention is like leave it up to the Switch to like and Nintendo to go, okay, we are releasing the Force Unleashed. Like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it looked terrible too. <laughs> this old of a game and like Assassin's Creed Ezio collection yeah. is also something like I do get that this is a lot of Nintendo fans first or like this. This is definitely like a lot of kids first console because, you know, young kids probably want a PS5 or Xbox, but they can't get it. So their parents get them a switch yeah, or something like that, because that's what they can get. And like, I just don't know any young kids that are like, oh, mommy and daddy, uh, there's no console for me to play the Force Unleashed on. <laughs> so, like, yeah, you, you can go get an Xbox 360 for like 50 bucks and find that game for five bucks. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it, it is funny to see like those types of games, like getting some screen time on the switch because it doesn't make any sense to me. Cause, yeah, and they were hyping you know, it up. Well, like a part of a part <laughs> of people will see that and go, wait, are they going to make a new Force Unleashed game? Yeah, because like they're putting something out on the switch for it. So who knows? But there, there's not there's not much else to talk about with the Nintendo Direct other than what wasn't talked about. Yeah, which we didn't see anything about breath of the wild two, And like, I'm happy with Nintendo direct. I didn't have an issue with it. I didn't need breath of the wild two, but the fact that there was no news for it makes me worried about, uh, it actually being released in 2022 of yep. this year. Like the more I think about it, I do think it's going to be a 2023 game, especially cause they didn't say anything here and they've heard we, they haven't said anything in a while. Yeah. I think personally we'll get a substantial gameplay video in the summer E3 time, but I think at the end it's going to say 2023. Yeah. It's just, they, there's been literally nothing and I just don't see it coming out this fall. Yeah. Like they, and for, for the most part, you didn't even need to like almost do a trailer or anything. Cause for that E3, like they mentioned, like they, they all they did was put the producer on and they went, hey, you know, you I know you guys haven't seen anything. Please be patient with us. Yep. And you could have done something similar to where, you know, somebody just gets up on screen and goes, hey, we know you want to see more about Breath of the Wild 2. We're sorry, but uh, the, uh, we don't have anything new to show right now. And then maybe show a release, a release date of when you might actually show something yeah. new. But but because they didn't do that, you know, somebody like me is like, okay, like I'm starting to lose hope on this game actually coming out. Yep, I agree. I I think slim to none would be your chance for it to come out this year. Yeah, but who knows? Nintendo, prove me wrong. Yeah, go ahead. They're going to come out at E3 and put a trailer out and be like, it's out tomorrow. Yeah, you (laughs) idiots. Ha ha. (laughs) Go buy it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I can't imagine the pandemonium that would oh happen. Oh my god! Yeah, but like, it, there was no way it would. Um, like, there's no way it would work that way. I think, like, because for a lot of retailers, they have to get it in like a couple days yep. beforehand, or a somebody day would spoil it. Exactly. Like somebody, somebody would go on the internet for the internet fame mm-hmm. that they would get. So it, exactly. it's too bad that that's what that's what would happen. That that employee would be fired no matter where they were. But yep. regardless, that's what that's what. All right, so that's going to be it for the news section. A definitely a meaty news week this week. A lot to talk mm-hmm. about because for games, there wasn't much for anybody to talk about. Nope. Uh, I still haven't played Sifu, but I am. I did play Dying Light 2. I have opinions about it. Okay. That was the um, only game I played this week. What about you? Uh, I played a bunch more Dying Light. 
Um, obviously, we had a new season of Apex this week. Yep, we um, did. We did and that. then I played some Sonic Colors Ultimate. Is that what it's called? Oh, cool. All right. Yeah, that I is mean, it. I can start with that because it's real quick. That game sucks. Oh, really? <laughs> Darn it. Yeah, it's so bad. Um, I mean, it's an old game, right? Sonic Colors was like a long time ago. I don't know about long, but yes, it is an older yeah. game. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. When's the last time a Sonic game that was not a traditional Sonic game was good? Yeah. Never. <laughs> um, I'm just going to put all my hope into the other one that's been announced that that one's decent. Um, there wasn't, it's like a mixture of 2D slash 3D is what they were going for. And it just did not work for me. It's clumsy. Sonic should feel fast and like precise and it does not feel precise at all. It's just like you get going real fast and then they expect you, you jump to try to go up on a platform and it just doesn't work because the controls are mushy and you just slam into the wall. It's just not fun. Yeah. Um, it was a big bummer because I thought I was ready for to play some Sonic again, but that one is not it. So I'll just wait for whenever the new one comes out. All right. Uh, I think for the most part, let's go ahead and talk about uh, Apex Season 12 here. Yes. Uh, I don't notice much about the new map, to be honest. Like, <laughs> it very doesn't small seem section. Like, yeah, yeah. It, a very small portion was changed, and it doesn't seem to really affect you unless you land in that section or somehow find your way into that section. Yeah, there's so, there's a button that you can push, and it'll drop little like the little balls of yeah. stuff. But that's about all I noticed too that they added. Yeah, it's just too bad that it it is it is kind of underwhelming at this point. Mm -hmm. like, I, I do wish it, it actually felt like more of a huge update. Whereas with the character Mad Maggie, I do think she's a lot of fun, and yeah. she's finally the counter people are looking for. For Seer, Seer is good because mm -hmm. he allows you to see people like hiding if you place your um your thing right. But with Maggie, she's finally the counter to the dome. And like the dome characters or like the shield characters like Rampart and Gibby for yep. sure. Like she's the counter to them and she's the counter to people camping in corners uh, like in the in the center of the or in like the um, in buildings. So she definitely has a place in this in this meta. And I do see her becoming more popular. I did like her character kit and she wasn't overly powerful. I thought she was yeah. pretty balanced. Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing for me with using her is the old trick of shutting a door behind you and healing behind it and you yeah. can't open the door is now not a thing if you're if you have a Maggie because you can just use your not your ultimate but you can throw that little spike in there and it'll damage them through the door. So I think that's a very good addition. Um she's fun to play. I, it, she's making me enjoy using shotguns again. I think they did some buffs to the shotguns cuz they feel a lot better this season. Yeah. Um, that like that's usually my go to as my secondary now, whereas before I would never even touch them um, unless it was like I just landed and found one. But yeah, I mean, other than that, there wasn't a whole lot of change. Um, the map didn't change. The battle pass continues to just kind of be meh. Um, it's been meh for a couple of seasons now. Um, but yeah, I still enjoy playing it. I still play it a lot, but uh, I think it is due for a little bit of a shakeup. Yeah, I do think the Loba skin at level 50 is the best one they've released uh, for her. But as a Loba main, I'm, that's what makes me excited. For people who don't play Loba, it doesn't matter to them. Mm -hmm. Let's kind of take that with a grain of salt, if you will. True. All right, uh, Dying Light 2. Now, yeah. I didn't have my impressions on it last week because I was too busy binging Reacher. But <laughs> Dying Light 2, uh, like, I, I'm kind of liking. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't mind the combat for for that i will say i am having an issue trying to get used to the like parkour system here there are a lot of times where like the game's trying to like lead me in a direction and it's like oh jump from here to here and my stamina is running out like far too quickly yep. and i end up falling down or hurting myself or i fall down and get swarmed by zombies like and for for many reviewers, they said the parkour system is like their favorite part. So I'm wondering if it's just something I'm missing, which is, you know, I makes me feel left out in a way. <laughs> you uh, it's especially in the early goings until you start leveling up your because like you level up your parkour and your fighting yeah. um, by like completing missions and doing different things. So until you start leveling up that parkour thing, I ran into the same issue where you're running out of stamina like 
you can't even climb the uh, one towers because you'll just run out of stamina before you can get up there. Yeah. Um, but once you start get going, like I just started doing like the normal missions and then I started getting those levels up, then it becomes fun because you have more time and you can climb bigger buildings and you can climb faster and mount faster. And then it starts feeling smooth. But yeah, at the beginning, it's a, uh, it's rough to get well, used like, to. You would think that you would want to make that something like easy and available yeah. and try to make it for somebody to have fun with, because for me, like the combat really isn't that anything crazy. Like it's no. nothing that's this overly complex combat system that needs to be played or that I need or that I love. It's very simple. And mm -hmm. the fact that the parkour then combined with the underwhelming combat in the beginning is very hard to get through is kind of like this. I, I almost feel like I want to drop the game rather than pick it back up and keep playing it. Yep. So I agree that, that that's the problem I'm running into. with. Uh, yeah. Um, do you see my uh, what I said last week with the voice acting is pretty bad? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I like outside, like the characters you mainly see. It does yep. feel like um, yep. the 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 um, the voice acting for it is kind of hit or hit or miss there mm -hmm. where you know we talked about it earlier with with games like horizon forbidden west that game seems to like even if you talk to someone they have like good character models and the voice acting seems to work out well so i think that's where you know like we're this game's going to run into a lot of issues if if it's going to be like that it i think it's horizon's a good example of a game that's long but they took the time and like it's long for a reason. Whereas Dying Light was just they were trying to make it long. So you get all these extra characters that they throw in the world that you interact with on side missions that are, for all I know, could have been voiced by some of the programmers because it certainly sounds like it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, some of these like I just had one today when I was playing of a lady who lost her scarf. Right. I was running along and I just hear somebody like singing on top of a rooftop. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And it sounds horrible. And I go and talk to her and it's just like, I lost my scarf. I don't know where it went. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this is like, the writing's not great. But again, I just think it's them trying to pad it out. Um, I enjoy the story and I enjoy running, running around parkouring. And once you start unlocking different forms of attack, that involve parkour, you know, where like you can run and jump and then um, kick down onto a zombie like that's fun. And I enjoy doing that. But it it's a struggle at the beginning. And it's just so bloated with stuff that I will like to think that I'll get through it. Um, but it's obviously going to take a hit this Friday come horizon time. And once I get through that, who knows if I go back to dying light, unfortunately. Yeah, because like for somebody like me, then it's Elden Ring. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, we are going to start to slow down once mm -hmm. this month starts to end. But like we have two huge releases coming up. And for me, who's already fan, a fan of Horizon and a fan of Soulsborne games, my priority is going to be on them. Yeah. So I, I, I'm interested to see how many people pick this game back up after the initial wave of these games. Because like I know there are Dying Light fans. There's a ton mm -hmm. of people who love Dying Light. Um, and it's, it's just a matter of getting through the initial like portions of it. Are you willing to come back to it? Yeah. You know, and it just seems like it, it just seems so ignorant to do on a gameplay stance where you would think that, no, let's make it more fun and more engaging in the beginning instead of making things more difficult and frustrating. But they expect you, just, you to. 100% buy-in that you're going to play this game from start to finish anywhere from 60 to 500 hours. Um, and so I think they look at it as like, if you don't buy in to the story right away, yeah, you're not going to want to continue because you're going to think the controls are clunky and the story is just kind of eh at the beginning. But it's, it is like a million other games where they're like, somebody's telling you, oh, just wait until you get 10 hours into the game. It gets better. I, we don't have 10 hours. There's too many that, games. There's too many games and too many <laughs> yep. like media things trying to vibe yep. for my attention right now. So exactly. you have to, you got to hit it right out of the gates. Or exactly. Else not, or else you're, or else you're going to lose people. I am going to make a valiant attempt to get through this game. We'll see what happens. 
Yeah, I, I want to as well. And I know friends that are going to be playing this game and want to play it online. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do my part to try to do that as well. That's before, fair. Uh, before giving up on it completely. But that's going to be it for games that Craig and I both played this week. Get ready, because next week I <laughs> I am I am diving into Horizon like I dived into Kingdom Hearts, I'm pretty sure. So, Friday, Friday night. Are you going to sleep at all? Are you going to go right into Saturday morning? Now... <laughs> I work on Saturdays, yeah. so I will probably I will probably get some sleep. But I feel like Friday is going to be the day where I get everything installed, mm-hmm. get to like bask in my collector's edition, you know, uh, <laughs> glory. And yep. then on Saturday after work, that's where I am like into like Horizon. I sit down, turn off the lights, turn on the sound system and go into it. Just go plan, at it. At least. Yeah, that's my plan. That's fair. So. And, you know, I'll have like an hour break to film the podcast and like see some. I might go outside. We'll see Depends on how cold it is up here, I guess. That's true. But, There's a uh, ton let... of stuff we watch this week, right? Yeah. Uh, well, we're for for me, it's more of the same with like okay. the Book of Boba finale. Yep. Peacemaker mm-hmm. and Critical Role. Whereas I know you. Yes. And in when I, uh, I took no prisoners on Reacher. I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I also watched uh, the movie Kimmy, which dropped on HBO Max. And then I got through the entire first season of Ozark this week. OK, um, I watched the first episode of Ozark when that came out way back in the day. And I was not a fan. And then everybody keeps talking about that. So I was like, all right, let me get another shot and do episode two. And then I went all the way through the first season this week. So got some opinions on that, too. All right, you have a lot more to talk about, so I'll let you take I'll let okay. you take the reins on what what you want to talk about because you've, um, you've got a lot more than I do. Let's do let's do Reacher. Um, okay. you were you were on a roll about it last week and how much you enjoyed it. Um, so I dove in and got through the eight episodes in like two days. Um, I think that's does it take you about two days too. It did, yeah. It took me two days. Yep. Yeah. Um, that show is fantastic. He does such a great job in, in that character in that role. Um, I think everybody in that show does a fantastic job. The story was entertaining. Um, it kept me guessing, which was nice. Uh, it already got renewed for second season, which I'm super excited for. Yeah. Um, there's multiple, multiple Jack Reacher books out there that they can yeah, choose from. There, there, there are a yeah. lot, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, he just did a uh, AMA on Reddit, and I was reading that, and he was saying which ones are his favorite books. But, like, it definitely seems like he went out of his way to read the books, really understand the character, and it shows. Um, I think he does a 10 times better job than Tom Cruise did with the Jack Reacher movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, this one will probably end up somewhere on my top 10 TV shows for the year, I think, unless a and million other good yeah, things come out. This is early. Yeah. I just, I think it does a, a, such a better job of, and he does such a good job of being like this more sarcastic Um sort of army guy where like we usually we get this mysterious army guy who like just kills for no reason is very dark and cloaky where he has this personality he's very sarcastic mm-hmm. and i like that about him and it makes it and and it makes it so it's not always just this series about finding who's doing this killing finding and killing and finding and killing over and over and over again yeah. where like you have these moments to like break down the characters and find them interesting instead of just fighting and fighting and fighting. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. He's super intelligent and he knows it. Right. He's just like, no, you're wrong. This is what's happening. Um, but yeah, such a fantastic show came out of nowhere for me. Um, expected literally nothing from the show and got a lot. So hats off to them. I thought it was great. Um, Let's do Book of Boba since that finished up. We got our final episode. Um, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know. Like it is. <laughs> yeah. Every, uh, everybody is everywhere. People either hate it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, hate it or loved it. I'm more along the lines of I thought it was OK. Yeah. Like, I didn't hate it at all. Um, but like uh, it does have problems. One mandalorian steals the show again like it becomes too much about the mandalorian not enough about boba and 
again, they and it was the same thing with and I was recently, you know, listening to a reviewer and I do like this point that he brought up. Uh, and his the YouTube name is Cosmonaut, uh, Cosmonaut. Uh, yeah, look his YouTube channel up. He's good with movies and TV shows. I like him, but he mentions like the same thing that Hawkeye does where it. It does this thing where, you know, it brings in a fan favorite like Kingpin for Hawkeye, but then does nothing with the character. And I think it really does the same thing here with Cad Bane, Mm -hmm. where um, Cad Bane has a huge background in the Clone Wars series. He is a constant issue in the Clone Wars series. And then you bring him up for this huge kind of reveal only for in the finale for him to be like really underwhelming yeah um like and i don't even care that he lost like we get it the star wars series he supposed like Bo- boba was going to win that like i didn't think him as losing but you know i we don't know if he's dead or not and i really just wish they would have left that more open-ended so that way we maybe we would be getting to see cad bane come in and do more stuff that we know he could because there's an entire group of people that never watched the animated clone war series that trust me really missed out on a good Cad Bane yeah. uh, in the Clone Wars series. So like that's that's going to be a lot of my issues. And I get the people that say they hated it a lot, but this is Star Wars. Like this is what it's always been. It for the finales, they tend to just kind of go in and harp on what makes people excited. And oh, yay, Grogu's back. Oh, yay. Grogu <laughs> took the vest. Yep. Like. That wasn't a like that wasn't that was never an issue for me. But then the problem is with Grogu coming back is I feel like the Mandalorian or or I think his like real name is like Dinge. Yeah. But (laughs) yeah. But doesn't he eventually just become a rehash of Boba? Because like Boba is just trying to be a tyrant of Mm -hmm. this city and we like the Mandalorian because he's kind of this cold-blooded, get the objective done no matter the cost. And now he's going to be tied to Grogu for the rest of the series and have to care for this. And then that ends up running into the issue where the Bad Batch series, where the Bad Batch, all they're doing is protecting the girl that they have to protect, the clone. So it's like it's... I feel like this Star Wars is kind of just falling into the same plot holes that we we always end up seeing. And Grogu does have a chance to be unique. Yeah. But right now, like he's not because he's just this baby Yoda. <laughs> baby Yoda that somehow manages to save everybody every time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was terrible. I thought it tied everything up pretty nice. Um we got a good meme out of it with the dude doing the spinning shot. Um yeah. That was awful and had no place. But again, <laughs> we've talked about how those characters and their mopeds just do not are a little work. strange. Yeah, they're a little... they just don't work. Um, the one reviewer I was watching was, you know, pointing out the fact that like they everybody is too clean. They're on a sand planet. They should be dirty. Um, you know, like they shouldn't just have these pristine like outfits and mopeds they're driving around on. But um, yeah, I think Cad Bane. That was a, a miss. Should have used him better. Uh, but I think they tied it up the best way that they could. I do think if people don't watch this and if you take, you know, a lot of people watch Mandalorian because of Grogu, right? Like that was yeah. a big thing. I think they're going to be going into the next season and being like, wait, when we left, Grogu was with Luke. What happened? Because they're not yeah. going to watch Boba. I think that's a problem that you're going to run into. But. I don't know. I, I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was great. It was just kind of, okay, Book of Boba is all right, I guess, on to the next Star Wars thing or Marvel thing that comes out on Disney+. Plus. Which will be but nothing really, in May. Yeah, nothing really stood out to me in this whole series, honestly. Yeah, but that's, that's going to be, you know, Book of Boba for you. It was kind of underwhelming for most of it, and it ends on an okay note, I think. Yeah. I don't hate the series by any means, Mm-mm. but... Um, it did do some interesting stuff. It just, I don't believe did enough to be interesting for Boba where, you know, three episodes of Boba are a Mandalorian, you know, almost thing <laughs> yeah. for it. So that's true. T- t- to take that with what you will. 
for it. But uh, I'll just get into the one thing that I know you didn't watch, which is Critical sure. Role. They released another three episodes. It's really kind of hard to get into or like explain what makes this good. But um, it just continues this whole um, like series with the group going against a vampire and this undead god. And they're planning this huge kind of like temple thing emergence and undead zombies and that kind of thing. The character progression is just really good. It's um, it's hard to explain Critical Role because it's based in D and D lore, and the D and D lore is kind of its own. Like there are books about D and D lore that can be a lot of a lot of to read, but it's just a good animated series that I think a lot like Arcane, and how I told you, you know, you didn't have to like League of Legends to watch that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to play D and D to enjoy Critical Role. You can just enjoy Critical Role for the fact that it takes place in a fantasy setting. Okay. Add it to the list, I guess. Things to watch. <laughs> you'll and like the thing is is you'll know you'll like it in the first three episodes. The first three episodes do a really good job of explaining an arc okay. where the next the last six episodes have been on one arc. So I th- and that's where I kinda think the first three are a good like, okay, am I gonna like this series? I just have to get through I don't even I I think they're forty five minutes, maybe not even. They might be twenty minutes each. So you might okay. be able to even to get through all three in less than an hour or an hour and a half. Okay. So Interesting. Keep that in mind. Um, all right. Uh, Kimmy came out on HBO Max this week. Uh, it's a movie about a lady named, uh, I forget her name. It's not Kimmy. Kimmy is uh, Amazon Alexa, pretty much. Um, it's about a lady who works from home. It takes place in now time. So it's like everybody's getting back to new normal after the pandemic. Um, is the but, name Angela? Yes, Angela. That might that's probably yeah, played it. by Zoe Kravitz. You got it. Um, but she works from home for a company that has this assistant called Kimmy. Um, works the same as an Alexa or Google. Um, and her job is to review uh when Kimmy is listening at the wrong times or has issues. So like when somebody says, Hey, Kimmy, play this song and it plays the wrong song. Her idea, her job is to go in and rewrite the code. Um and she happens to hear something that sounds like a murder. Um, so it kind of goes into this whole thing where she's trying to report this murder. But at the heart of everything, she's a person who's desperately afraid to go outside because of the pandemic. Um, she never leaves her house. Um, she just kind of watches from the windows. Uh, it's a very good thriller. Um, it's an interesting take using what a lot of people are afraid of now and kind of turning that into a thriller, right? Um, yeah. I thought the story was good. It's very to the point. It's like an hour and a half, maybe even be a little less than an hour and a half, honestly. Um, but it has some some crazy up and downs. I had a good time with it, um, and I thought it was very, very good. So it's on HBO Max. You can check it out on like a weekend or something if you're looking for something to watch. But I thought it was very well done. Cool. All right. Do you want to do Peacemaker? Yeah, let's do Peacemaker. <laughs> okay. What do we got? One more episode left of Peacemaker after this? It, it feels like it is. I believe yeah. it is. That's the case. Um, but like Peacemaker continues to be a good hit for uh, the DC universe here where we finally get like some really good like fight scene type stuff with mm-hmm. John Cena's Peacemaker character and White Dragon. <laughs> and thank God we finally got something to do with White Dragon. Like they do a really good job of making him like a really hated character and yep. then giving him something satisfying. And yep. Peacemaker is finally, like, you know, having this, like, emotional character breakdown that he's been, like, kind of on the rails to have for, like, four straight episodes now. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice to see that that's happening. Um, it's nice. It, like, it does It does do a, a switch up with, like, Mern dying um, and like making the new girl the leader and Adebayo is like learn more about like telling the truth and being more for the team and being truthful with them on top of it. So I'm, I'm just like, I'm just like enjoying this a lot. Cause I think it's cause it's so different from our usual hero film where yeah. every character is flawed. And instead of like this, weird super villain it's more this like butterfly type colony army space alien gang that is different and like 
we finally got to look at the cow before the next episode. And <laughs> yeah. oh my god, holy hell, James! James Gunn has just done such a good job of like keeping these like almost uh, Godzilla type monsters um, mm-hmm. away before like making a finale about that instead of um, making it the sole purpose of it uh, in the first place. So it's I'm I'm yeah I'm just enjoying Peacemaker. I really enjoy like vigilantes like fun character peacemakers growth like that whole like team is going through a lot of growth and you kind of feel for them as well yeah i think the episode was really good um i would have rioted if vigilante would have died and got kind of like you thought he yeah. was going to yeah uh, but luckily they didn't at least not yet um yeah james gunn's on a roll as far as ending big monsters we had the starfish and now we got whatever this thing is that's supposed to be a cow um I think, again, with everything going on in our world right now with like Kanye West, I think James Gunn has to make his next one about Pete Davidson's character. He has really? to. Yeah. I, I'm, it would be so good. Um, I just think that would be the way to go. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for what I'm assuming is probably going to be this season finale this week. Um, yeah, it's been a lot better than I thought it was going to be, honestly. And if this is what he can do with the TV show, like just give him the keys to the DC universe and let him work his magic because he's been killing it in movies and TV shows now. Yeah. Like talking about the DC universe, you know, they did release a trailer of all the movies coming out this year. And it seems like DC is finally trying to take advantage of like a new start for Marvel where like a lot of like Eternals for a lot of people was underwhelming Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spider-Man sold gajillions of dollars. It's no surprise to anybody. But it feels like DC is finally trying to take advantage of it and might actually do so. It just really depends on how these movies how and if they're any good or not. I think it was funny like that trailer for their movies came out last week. Um and you know, it was what Flash, Black Adam and Aquaman, right? And it Batman. Was those two. And Batman. Um they put that little trailer up and i was like all right we're headed in the right direction like i i'm excited to see these movies and then it just kind of seems like marvel's like yeah but uh here's the doctor strange trailer so yeah and everybody's <laughs> good luck freaking yeah. out about that still <laughs> yeah i mean they the thing that i saw online on that the doctor strange trailer which blew my mind because i didn't even think about so we get this whole trailer of new stuff we hear patrick stewart right which means mm-hmm. x-men right yeah, possibly, unless he's playing a different character. And immediately what I saw online that blew my mind was if they're willing to show us that Professor X is in the trailer, what are they not showing us that's in this movie? It's, yeah, I think it's going to be insane. Um, that movie's just going to be crazy, 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 crazy. But yeah, I think DC's going to have a good year as well. Honestly, I hope they do for the sake of like, um, it seems like my parents are more like DC fans for whatever reason. I guess that's what they grew up on more. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm just excited to see these movies because it's more of what I remember growing up as as a kid, especially like the animated like Justice League type stuff. Sure. It's definitely what I grew up with more of. And like Batman Beyond, which. Yeah. God, how stupid are they for not like just doing <laughs> Batman Beyond again? Because like that was that was so good. Very good. Yeah. I watched a ton of Batman Beyond. Yeah. Um. All hey. right. Last thing I. Last thing I watched was Ozark season one. I know they are on season four, which is the final season. Um, Having actually gone through this whole first season now, I realize what all the hype was about. It reminds me of watching Breaking Bad again. Like it's that type of gritty, dark, everything's going wrong TV show. Um, It's a show that like there's a lot of characters that you just have a genuine hate for. And like I enjoy that in a TV show when there's just people that like if you saw them in person in real life, you'd probably still hate them because they do such a good job of playing such a horrible character. Yeah. Um, I like that is incredible to me. So super pumped on this show. I should be able to, I don't think I'll get through the rest of the season before next week, obviously, but I understand what the hype was about now. Um, first time in a long time I've gotten to an end of a season and something happens that literally makes me go, Holy cow. I did not see that coming. Um, just kind of threw me off did not see it at all but um yeah definitely recommend ozark for sure it just started off a little slow for me which is why i stopped way back when but yeah a good time definitely check that out 
Perfect. I might have to. I did the same thing with you. Like I, my parents have been telling me to watch it. I watched mm-hmm. through episode one. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, nah, I'm going to do other stuff instead. Mm-hmm. So just have to it definitely it to draws you. you in once you get like episode two drew me in. The first one, okay. not so much. But once I got to two, I was like, okay. All right. I'll have to give it a shot. But that's going to be it for this week's podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, and if you enjoyed it, please make sure to share with your friends on your preferred uh, platform. If you did, enjoy it please make sure to also review it as well we would it would help us if you guys give us five stars if you do have any issues with the podcast please email high sensitivity podcast at gmail.com so we can try to either fix what you don't like or maybe give us some new ideas for segments that i just haven't come up with or anything like that we'd appreciate the thought and with that if you're interested in following us on social media we do have an instagram facebook and twitter that we're both pretty much on a decent amount and it's going to be it. Uh, I'm excited to talk to everybody next week about uh, Horizon Forbidden West. It's the thing I can't keep out of my mind. So with <laughs> that, I'll see you guys next time. See you later. Bye.